Hello, how are you all? Are you well? Good, good, good. You actually had an answer to that rather than a generic woo-woo. Um, uh, what makes you well tonight? Oh, dear God, I, I, I've uh, opened a wound there, sorry. I think it's a normal day, it's a good day. I agree, a normal day is a good day, isn't it? Come on, let's, let's face it. Hello, welcome to tonight. Uh, I am your host for tonight, I'm Andrew Allen. Uh, to my left is Michelle Donkin. Uh, editing, recording, and uh, basically being uh, basically Richard Osman to my pointless life. Yes. Oh, no, hang on, that's... <laughs> That's entirely accurate. <laughs> that came a lot harsher than I expected. Um, yeah. This is the Cast Iron Theatre podcast here at the Duke Box Theatre. Uh, I should let you know that there's a couple more shows in December that uh, we should really alert you for. Uh, Cacophony, our Edinburgh Fringe show, is coming back for one night only with Hera Rose Andrews. And uh, we're going to make it Christmassy. We're going to give her a Christmas hat. <laughs> Are you right? I, I was going to show uh, oh, the poster. poster. Yeah. Which for our listeners is, is, is a thing of beauty, uh, but also for our audience tonight. Um, oh, hang on, there we go. Yeah, no, we, we are going to do it now. Look, it'll be worth the wait. I'll edit this out. <laughs> Look at that. Cacophony of the Christmas version. And, uh, and I jest, but we are indeed going to be um, just twisting the uh, couple of the scenes within Cacophony and giving it a bit of a Christmas beat. And so that's on the 12th of December, uh, which is, I believe, next Tuesday, a week on Tuesday. That doesn't even sound right. It's only the 5th today. No, that's... Yeah. That is entirely correct. Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming. Fear it. Fear it. Uh, we also have the Cast Iron Selection Box, which is out now in its third year. Uh, and even a short plays, uh, by which I mean about three to six minutes, all with a Christmas theme. Uh, they are two-handers, uh, two actors uh, uh, doing those scripts, and they are gender-blind and age-blind. The reason I'm going into so much detail about that is it could be that you, tonight listening, uh, could uh, uh, submit a script. Uh, the deadline for that was on the 16th of December, and we're looking for scripts as I say that are gender blind age blind about three to six minutes and the Christmas theme and uh, the reason the deadline is so late compared to the performance date which is the 18th is that the cast iron actors will open them from Christmas gift wrap on stage on the night in front of a paying audience and will be reading them <coughs> blind um, so they won't have any idea what those plays are until the words are already coming out of their mouth and listen it's worked twice before so there's no reason to think <laughs> that it won't work again. Um, and that's kind of it. And I should point out also, you might have noticed as you came in, or if you're coming to any of those events in December, we are in association with uh, Brighton Food Bank. We've got a, a bin outside the theatre where we're collecting uh, tins and uh, packets yep. and uh, toiletries. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, chocolate. Yeah, and it's been very successful so far. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about Christmas, uh, just before we bring our guest on. Uh, that's uh, an impressive Christmas jumper you have here. Thank you, thank you. It's a couple of years old. Yeah. And it plays music. Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. No. Oh, the batteries, batteries have gone. Um, for uh, our listening, oh. all, thank you. It's not pantomime suit, it is actually, it is. <laughs> it is. Um, for the benefit of our listeners, uh, can you please describe your Christmas jumper? It is adorned with a penguin. <laughs> what is ice skating? Yeah. Um, and it's got googly eyes. Yes. And a hat. The penguin does not look happy, and it looks like it's dislocated its right leg. <laughs> it, it's. Uh, yeah. It's falling, isn't it? It's falling. It's mid. It's action shot. Yeah. And there are some trees with snow. Yes. And it's furry where the snow is, and on the penguins. 
Belly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when Christmas jumpers first were, were a thing about four or five, were they really majorly a thing about four or five years ago? And I, maybe I'm a snob, but I had a slight distaste of people wearing the Christmas jumpers in about March or April because clearly <laughs> they hadn't sorted out their laundry baskets. Yeah. Um, so. Will you describe your Christmas jumper for the listening audience? My Christmas jumper is actually a Christmas gift from your good self. Uh, it's it's yeah. a it's a Doctor Who Christmas jumper, um, and the, I when I ever wear like a Doctor Who related thing, I like it to be a little bit obscure so only other fans can get the reference. That ain't happening with no. this Yours jumper. Is adorned. Today's uh, word is adorned. Adorned with Daleks. Yes. Cybermen. Yes. And. A TARDIS and some Weeping Angels. Weeping Angels, Daleks and Cybermen, oh my. Welcome to the Cast Iron Theatre podcast, recorded live at Sweet Venues, Jukebox Theatre, Brighton. Our guests tonight are Jenny, Rowe, Paul, Stapleton and Judy Bignall. Please welcome them to the stage. So we should um, uh, acknowledge straight away that, um, Judy, you happen to have um, no drink in your hand but a musical instrument. Uh, Paul, you have one drink. Uh, Jenny, you, you, what's going on? I, <laughs> I like to drink both fizzy water yes. and uh, wine. Does fizzy water work with wine? Well, I'm not putting them together. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm not ruining either of them. No, 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 no. <laughs> I suspect that one will go down quicker than the other one. Yes, but I, yes. I like to be prepared. I, I, <laughs> I've never been able to get on board with fizzy water. It's never a thing that's ever peeled. It, it seems to me a bit like I got all the ingredients missed off uh, a soda stream, um, promise. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't want to spoil your, you know, your, your drinking experience. No, no, that's belittle my fizzy water, uh, I think. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yes. <laughs> uh, well, maybe it's harking back to the days of, uh, of soda stream. You know, maybe my family were too poor to have the syrups to go oh. with it. <laughs> I mean, oh, come on, it's fantasy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always felt that I always felt that soda streams were uh, as, as Christmas presents. I always felt that soda streams were in that rarefied atmosphere of things like um, Claro foot spas or uh, Breville sandwich makers, in which you'd use them religiously for about a month, and then they'd go in a loft for four years. <laughs> There must be some in car boot sales. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yes. They sell them at Dias. What are you talking about? Car yeah, boot sales? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're still on sale. Oh, oh, all right, company girl. Don't work there now. Don't work there anymore. They're <laughs> 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 a very reasonable twenty nine ninety nine. Like, like roast and basic, you could never leave. No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, we've already spoken about Christmas jumpers for our host tonight. Um, we, we've got a sort of we're, we're quite warm looking tonight, mm. you know. Oh, I should point out, I've been, I've been told that I have to wear this. Um, don't, you, 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 we've got something planned. Um, so this is a, um, what, what, a Santa hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm suddenly realising, I've just this moment realised that we have a photographer in tonight. And like any good photographer, he saw his chance. Even as I was beginning to say that sentence. <laughs> Jane, you sort of, you very sweetly, you, you sort of apologise that you didn't have a chance today to get your um, air Christmas jumper, but the subtext of that is that you do have one. No, no, I don't oh, have okay. one. No, sorry, I no, don't. No, no. Okay. Um, I'm, not, I'm not usually a jumper wearer. No? I'm, I, I'm currently uh, sporting a sort of, I don't know, burgundy, yeah, parrot yeah. Uh, jumper that, um, that 
I really like, but a friend, it's a lovely look. A friend gave it to me yeah. two weeks ago and said, uh, um, "Do you want this? It doesn't fit me. It's size 18, and I got it for 20p in a jumble sale." <laughs> oh, thank you, Heather Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> Heather Deville, sorry. Um, I, I, it's actually my favourite jumper. Now. <laughs> it, it, it's a lovely jumper. I mean, um, the introduction may have broken your heart, but you know, it's, at least you feel warm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Paul, you've got um, what looks like a sort of new romantic scarf thing going on. What, what? Um, no, the the, the oh, scarf adorned. is adorned with Jet Set Willy on one side oh, hello. and uh, Housemaid Marie on the other. This was made for me. As oh, excellent. Oh, it's good, isn't it? Oh, How long ago? Uh, about eight years ago, I suppose. That's it's brilliant, isn't it? But pixel, Set, pixel perfect. Jet Set Willy's like, <laughs> what? That's... That's much, much older. Yeah, that 20 years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's lovely. There's two things I love about it. Well, one, that we're now at the point where there are revolutionary, somewhat revolutionary computer games and stuff that can be now re- uh, regarded as historical documents. Yes. And <laughs> so much so that the young woman at the very end of the row literally has no fucking idea <laughs> what we're talking about. <laughs> What's interesting about the scarf is that occasionally when it's been crumpled up in my uh, vision, it looks like uh, Albert Einstein screaming in terror. <laughs> Can you it's remember what, would, uh, what would Albert Einstein scream in terror about? Playing Jet Set Willie, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be terror. Uh, uh, and Judy, you've got a sort of a, a thing that it looks like you might be selling like a candy cane in a grotto. I'm glad you're not going down the child catcher route. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> earlier, just before the recording, we couldn't remember the name for a grotto, for Santa's grotto, and we were referring it to Santa's lair. Oh, <laughs> he knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Yeah, <laughs> Santa's lair. Well, I'm, I'm sporting a uh, tartan waistcoat. Yes. And some kind of mildly festive dress made of yeah. wool. Yes. Yeah. warm. <laughs> and I've sweat. I've got a pen, I'll, I'll note that down. Uh, so we should uh, kick off uh, and ask our guests, uh, because Judy, you, you've, you've been here before, you are, as one of your many sort of um, strings to your bow, you're a member of um, the local sketch group, the Fanitasticals, yeah. who are um, as busy as ever. Yes, we've just done a show at the Comedia. Uh, which was fantastic fun. Yes. Um, and we hope to go back there maybe in the new year, but we'll see what happens. And we are currently planning uh, Brighton and London venues for the future year of shows. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So it looks like an exciting year for 2018. Oh, well. Is it 2018 or 2018, in your opinion? 2000 and. I yeah. think 20 and something just sounds a bit, you know, lame. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to anyone who says 20 something. Does anybody in our audience say 20 something? Apart from when you were describing your age? There you go. I think it's an age thing, we, sh- we should be saying that, though, because it's yeah. 19 yeah. something. So yes. technically, yeah, we should be saying 20. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I told someone. <laughs> 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 new, new, uh, new way of speaking. Yes, OK. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jed Rowe, hello. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, and you, you, you're, you're improv thing? <laughs> you know improv? <laughs> yeah, I've done a bit of improv. Yeah. 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 Uh, how long have you been in improv for? <laughs> oh, God, forever. Um, no, since 2005? 2005. 2005. So just uh, uh, 11, 12 years? Yeah. Yeah, we're two thousand. Yeah, which year are we? Two thousand seventeen, <laughs> isn't it? Seventeen past two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> How? What was your first taste of improv? Uh, well, uh, apparently I did it at drama school yeah. at, at ACT, um, which I must have done, but uh, because uh, my lovely principal Jeanette um, said, uh, rang me up one day and said, 
you were good at improv. Why don't you contact this guy called John Kramer? Yeah. And uh, so I did. Um, so I, uh, and I ended up doing just drop-ins and then just got asked to join the Maydays from there. So I guess, yeah, just just going to drop-ins. And going to drop-ins and doing that thing where you go, you build yourself up to go because you're a bit scared. Yeah. And then you do it and you're euphoric afterwards and you leave and you're still euphoric. And then during the week, you your, your yeah. confidence drops enormously. Yeah. And by the end of the week, you're having to pick yourself back up and go, you can do it again. And then and it's a, a constant graph like that, which turns out is what improv is like for the rest of your life. Well, I was going to say, does, does, that, <laughs> does that change when you're a company member? Uh, yeah, I mean, it does. Yeah, definitely. But it's... Um, there's a, 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 a lovely foul-mouthed lady, uh, American improviser, called Susan Messing. Yes. And she introduced us to the, uh, the improv graph, which uh, goes something like, um, if that's... T- if, um, I'm going to have to point... This is a podcast, and yes. I'm doing yes. um, If the horizontal line is, uh, is time and the up line is... Uh, the vertical line is uh, in, uh, enjoyment, it sort of goes... Um, uh, straight up with like I've fallen down the rabbit hole of joy and then and then <laughs> it just sort of stays there going uh, why aren't I getting any better why aren't I getting any better and then it goes I'm shit I'm great uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and that and that, uh, that does seem to be the sort of thing that happens uh, over and over again because yeah. you just keep reaching a point of um, uh, conscious incompetence and uh, to be honest you just stay at conscious incompetence which is both what is uh, terrifying and great about yes. improv because you're constantly um, you've, co- you've always got something to learn. Yeah, and um, improv is, uh, very generally speaking, a sort of a very warm, uh, loving community. But um, to talk about that sort of thing about uh, conscious uh, incompetence, we sometimes may in our lives have met uh, people who in the improv community who who know how to do it. Emphatically, they know how to do it. Uh, yes. they, they, they've learned now. Yes, um, that's that. and that's that. <laughs> and, that may not necessarily be easy to work with. No, I mean, I think you have to... Uh, yes, because there is that thing where you kind of go, uh, oh, okay, you've, you've learned the rules from someone, uh, and they are... like so, Some people are just, are just quite rigid in their, in their ideas. So yes. you, you, you're, if they're given rules, then that's it. And, and therefore that sort of sometimes gives people carte blanche to kind of judge other people it's like no that's not how you do it um, so yeah I don't know it's, it's I, I mean I think the thing the thing is is um, and I can't remember who said it maybe it was Del Close but uh, the whole thing of treating people like artists poets and geniuses yes. uh, and I think if you're always if you've always got each other's backs and you're always treating other people like artists poets and geniuses even if you find it quite hard sometimes yeah. um, <laughs> I I think that's the only way you, it, you you're only going to breed positivity by putting in positivity. Because in life, most people are, whether consciously or not, they're probably up for a fight because we tend to be quite defensive as as, as humans. Yes. Whereas um, if yeah, you're treating your uh, fellow, uh, this is not just an improv thing, this is a life thing. If you're treating your fellow humans as geniuses, as gods and goddesses, mm. if you're sharing your power. What what's to fight against that? Yeah, you know? exactly. and and it just makes everyone have a a lovely time. Yes, yes. I, I should acknowledge we're not going to meet any better moment of beauty in the podcast tonight than that. That's it. <laughs> oh, wow. So no no pressure on on, on Paul or Jude now. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to I want to ask you just before I, I do move on to Paul. I want to ask you um, a deliberately uh, um, unhelpful question. Yeah. What is improv? Ooh. 
Uh, improv is um, just being spontaneous. Improv is life. Improv is what we do every single day. Improv is what we're doing now. Improv is listening to each other and responding truthfully in the moment. Now, I, I have heard that um, phrase uh, often in, in my teaching because we, we both teach improv at various times. Um, I've myself used that line of um, we improvise every day because we literally don't know what's going to happen next. I, I, I sometimes now begin to rail against that line because we don't always we we try to sort of pull people to our own way of thinking and like you were saying people have a register of rules and so our listening skills aren't that great necessarily and so we we can get quite rigid so I'm always sort of fascinated about whether or not we do improvise every single day even if the events of the day are completely new to us well we still I mean because most improv is it, whether we like it or not, it, it falls into a structure. Yes. Um, I, I, I know uh, Paul Levy, for instance, yes. um, would would, uh, would say that uh, it's that he he would like to see improv that's completely unstructured and, and doesn't have any structure at all. Um, uh, but, but like it or not, most improv yeah. that you see on stage has some form of structure and some form of safety net in a way. Yeah. Mm. The thing, I mean, life is a structure, isn't it? Most, you know, you know, you have some kind of routine, yeah. Uh, even in your life, but you're still improvising within that routine. So yeah. on a on a micro level, you're you are always improvising because yeah. because uh, you know spontaneously. Am I going to get up now? Uh, yeah, all right, I will. That's spontane. That's a spontaneous choice. You know, you're probably going to get up in, yeah. in the format of your day. Mm. You're probably going to get up at some point. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I, no, I'm, I'm probably going to get up tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So, well, you don't know yet. You no. just don't know. You're gonna. You'll improvise. Okay, that's the most beautiful moment of tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and terrifying. Um, Paul, hello. Um, for those of us who don't know you, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> who are you? We don't know. Um, I um, am someone who makes board games about Bryson. That's that's not. Obviously, it's not everything that I do, but it's why. Actually, no, it is at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it is what I do. <laughs> this, my life is a series of boxes of unsold inventory. So <laughs> evening. <laughs> so that's um, quite interesting that you have created a board game uh, that's um, based around the city in which you live. Yes. Um, to ask uh, a question which is either obvious or a bit left field, if you'd been living somewhere else, would you be doing what you were doing today? I think it would depend where. I mean, if I was living in, I don't know, Tatton or Yate hmm. or Minehead, uh, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> because you need a certain amount of material to work with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not to denigrate this place. No, no. I would say that some towns and cities are more suited to having a ball game made about than others. I mean, in Brighton, fortunately, there's so much to take the piss out of um, that <laughs> you're never, you know, your well's never really going to run yeah. dry. Um, I mean, possibly. I don't know. I I think I would have made. A, I, I would have got into making or game design it about something. Yes. It's just, you know, it's quite fortunate that I live somewhere where you can kind of make a board game about the place you live in, and it resonates with people. And it's not so much even about the the, the actual city because you might have been uh, living in London or, or or Edinburgh, but because Brighton is a city which is populated by people that we might recognise mm. you know uh, that's a big you know literally a uh, big part of the cover of your board game there at least uh, for the average Brightonian there are about four or five people that go oh 
I know who that is. Oh yeah, and it's the same. The same people um, pop up. I mean, when I've been doing a lot of Christmas fairs this last few weeks, yeah, and, um, people are always drawn to Disco Pete and yeah. Mellow Zebra. I mean, they're the two yeah. cards that everyone gravitates towards. And it's interesting because it's not. I mean, you've got characters in the game like uh, Nick Cave and um, Zoella. Um, uh, it's brilliant, actually. And while the game was at the printers. Um, PewDiePie, who's in the game, dropped the N bomb uh, yes. live on a game stream, and Nick Cave played in uh, in 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 Israel. So you know, yes. it's brilliant. It's uh, <laughs> Zoella to mug an old lady and <laughs> put it on a on a on a YouTube channel. Well, she ha- she has got advent candles that aren't selling. So um, oh really? Yeah. I mean, maybe she could engineer a car crash again. <laughs> you know, she was she was vlogging in her car and uh, went into the side of another vehicle. She went through red lights. Um, so yeah, I've got the cr- the cream of brightener in the game. <laughs> My point was, um, people don't seem as interested in those characters as they do in the, you know, in the in the in the disco piece yes. and, yeah. uh, and the, the role piano player and, and and characters like that. And I think that's one of the interesting things in, in Brighton. You, you've got that sort of side of it where it attracts the great and the good, but actually people like the stuff that's more homegrown. Um, yeah. And without wishing to to run down Brighton and Home Monopoly, I think there's a parallel. <laughs> <laughs> Why this week particularly would we um, run down Brighton and Home Monopoly? Well, um, it it was uh, it was discovered um, not by anybody working on the game or anybody <laughs> designing any part of it, but it was just discovered by somebody who bought it that on the square um, illustrating the lanes was a yeah. bit of North Street. Um, not, not North Street, sorry, Sydney Street, and yes. of course it you know, runs into that whole thing of North Lane versus uh, Lanes. And I know it's petty, and, and we, <laughs> we were chatting earlier, it's, it is easy to differentiate North and South Lanes, even though it's not accurate, yeah. it's geographically helpful. However, when a company comes down from London yeah. <laughs> and thinks they can cash in on Brighton and they get it wrong, it's brilliant. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I don't get how pedantic it yeah. is. <laughs> 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 and you uh, not only do you design the concept of the game, but you you draw the characters. Yeah, well, uh, being what well, I was a, I, I drew and wrote comic strips for about a decade. Um, which uh, now uh, it's funny uh, as I was doing it, I I'd been a cartoonist for like a couple of years, but now I look back, it was ten years of um, yeah of scribbling. And <laughs> BM One was the last strip that I did, and um, by that point I'd, I'd sort of had it. I mean, you know, ten years of. of uh, regurgitating the same joke with <laughs> minor variations. No, absolutely <laughs> not. No, that, that, that isn't what happens at all, is it? <laughs> it was for the last eight years. That's become a notorious news story recently in terms of um, Jim Davis with uh, Garfield doing literally that. Not just reprinting the uh, comics, but redrawing a similar gag three or four times over. Daily strips are... Uh, 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 relentlessly punishing I, mean, I did a daily strip for two years and you're just in constant deadline panic I mean mm. I, when I started it I made, I drew enough strips so I was 12 weeks ahead yeah. and I thought I'm just going to keep mm. that up but of course you know you, you go on holiday you don't feel that well for a week or two or d- life gets in the way and yeah. then you realise that you're, you're sort of running on fumes um, and I think when you um, when when you're someone like Jim Davis um, or or Bill Watterson or, or um, Doug, um, not Douglas Adams Scott Adams or anybody yeah. like that, you rely on people forgetting the strip or or, or just coming into it at some point. So it's it's actually the same as soap operas. Um, yeah. The same storyline templates are regurgitated over and over again. And to people who have been a long-term viewer, the, the familiarity is quite reassuring. Yeah. Mm. And to people who've just come into it, it's fine because they can just pick it up at any point. And, um, yeah, I mean, Garfield is one of the worst offenders, but then on the other hand, it's, what, 30 years old? Yeah. I mean, some some of those strips, well, some of them outlive their creators. I mean, Fred mm. Bassett, Andy Cap. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they've gone way beyond their originator. And actually, you could you could probably re redraw 
strips from 10 years ago and most people would be none the wiser yeah. mm. um, but at the same time when you're not a syndicated strip that's being run purely to make money um, you want to put a bit more into it and that's um, that, that's the part where it gets hard because yeah. um, you, you do you, you just start running out of ideas and, and you do you fall back on things that you know work that contributed to me sort of burning out on, on doing comics because it was just in the end it was just thousands and thousands of pages um, so yeah um, and I've always been a game and I thought well why not combine um, Brighton which is something yes. I know having lived all my life um, something I enjoy and sort of understand which is you know, gaming mechanics and keep the appearance and the feel of the comic strip, which people seem to like. Um, and yeah, um, since then it's, it seems to have, um, um, it's, it's very niche. I mean, board games are, they're less niche than they were a few years ago. They're, they're, they're really breaking into the mainstream, but they're still, you know, not uh, a sort of like commercially viable enterprise particularly mm. and of course making it geographically based makes it even more niche but it's nice that people have kind of taken it under their wing quite a lot yeah. um, uh, I think because of um, again I'm you know I'm not slagging it off as such, <laughs> but Brighton Hope Monopoly <laughs> it really is just a skin on a board I mean you've got the Palace yeah. Pier uh, the pavilion, and curiously, some cranes. Um, of course, they're glaring error with the with the lanes, uh, notwithstanding. Um, but it, it doesn't feel like it was made by all four people who live here. Yeah, um, it's you know, it is just a um, it is just a, a, a skin transposed onto mm. a, an existing game. Um, whereas you know, something like beer one, something like loads of things that come out of Brighton, it feels like it's got a feel of the place. Yeah, and also um, because the original game is five years old, I was I was thumbing through it a little while ago when I was getting Zombie M1, which is the, the follow up together, and was struck without even noticing by how much has changed yeah. or mm. become um, you know uh, become obsolete or. or in fact, it, uh, there's, a, there's a pattern I've noticed is that um, landmarks tend to get knocked down or built two weeks after I go to print. Um, so, <laughs> Zipwire, um, the i360, the yeah. Brighton Wheel. Yeah. The, do you remember the little market by um, at the top of Trafalgar Street opposite the Albert? Yes. Yeah, yeah. the yeah, one yeah. that apparently had just had a, a six-year lease signed. It turned out they hadn't. They, they have three months. And, <sighs> uh, yeah, that was the first thing to go. But, you know, it's nice because... <laughs> they, not so much that, but these things have a residual memory. So people, yeah. you know, they... Um, they remember these things absolutely after. and on balance if you know, you're going to create a board game and then half the contents are not going to exist anymore I'd work with the landmarks and any of the celebrities that are on the, on the <laughs> front of the board because mm. if we're going to you know kill off half the people that are on the board I mean I know you actually do do that for a zombie in one <laughs> <laughs> so it's all in the players hands <laughs> when you were doing the daily strips did you try to sort of um, quantify it with having seasonal sort of things that it would um have a Christmas edition around that time? Um, no, um, to a degree, but um, you would never really know what order the strips would get used in. Yeah. Um, so you try to keep it roughly. Uh, what you'd need, you'd need, you'd need a, enough of a pool so stuff could be um, either used immediately or held back indefinitely. Yes. So um, that was kind of. But to be honest, I um, I, I try to avoid specifics mm. as a rule, so it yeah. could, you know. It, I used I did I did a couple of strips which for, were, were for local. Um, Newspapers and magazines, which are no longer um, here, like um, oh, the New Insight and um, uh, Source Magazine, and that yeah. was easy because it was monthly, one strip, which was brilliant. After doing a strip a day, doing one a month, and yeah. I, was, I was still, not, I was still no more ahead of the curve. No, <laughs> you know, I was always doing it the, the night before it used to go to print. But at least with that, you could you could drop things in, like if it was if it was winter, you could make yeah. reference then, uh, like something mm -hmm. about New Year's resolutions. So yeah. yeah, that was yeah, much more kind of um, yeah, contemporary.
Julie, you uh, write songs, you uh, write parody songs, um, and they occasionally uh, they are topically based. Uh, they're inspired by current events. How easy is that, or do you find that like a, an imposing deadline, or does the fact that a news story, does that give it some balance that you can hang it onto? Um, a bit of both, actually. Um, it's really helpful to have a theme, Yeah. Uh, and if you think of it as a theme, then that's great. It's lovely to work with things like Christmas songs, because yeah. you've got some cracking songs. <laughs> oh, me. No, no, that's the most beautiful. No, mind. Uh, cracking songs to, uh, to, to work with. And everyone knows them, hopefully. Please know these ones. Um, but also, when it's things like uh, in the news, well, that's a real pain for me, because yeah. I don't listen to the news. Oh, okay. So, um, and it's a, a decision not to. I, I kind of catch the highlights from what people say, but yeah. I, I find the world depressing enough. I don't, yeah. want, to, don't want to know what else has gone wrong. So um, I kind of wait and see what mum tells me, like the yeah. weather forecast. No idea it was maybe going to snow this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Ask my mum. It's yeah. great. Then I wouldn't like, get out all the other stuff. So, um, yeah, when, it, you know, when the funny tasticles turn around and go, oh, I want to know, you know, what's what's Korea doing? I'm going, oh, I don't know, what's Korea? <laughs> and they're going, write a song, and I'm like, oh, God, that's me. Um, and then I suddenly find myself on, like, Outlook, looking at the headlines. And yeah. Just Ooh, picking one of them. So, that's uh, yeah, a dark it's a, place. It's a dire game to play. But I like the fact that, that in theory, your response to um, the rest of the fantastic is what's Korea doing? You're in, I don't know, what's Korea doing? As if it's a gossip sort of thing. <laughs> oh, my God, did you hear what Korea is doing? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm the last to know when we get bombed. Put it that way. Okay. <laughs> and that's a good yeah, thing. So, uh, that may well be a good thing. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So uh, this is our musical interlude. Mm. Speaking of themes, does that have a bit of a, a seasonal theme? Sorry. Definitely uh, seasonal. Uh, and um, I'm afraid my voice is uh, uh, also seasonal. Yeah. <laughs> it's about uh, uh, an octave lower than it probably should. Well, I say an octave. It's lower than it should be. Yeah. Um, and and uh, noses may get in the way of the singing. Okay. Um, multiple. Um, multiple noses. Yes. Yeah. What is the collective term for uh, no? What's multiple noses? Nose eye. Nose eye. A snottage of noses. A snottage of noses. A tissue of noses. No. A tissue of noses. That might well be it. Yeah. Judy Bignall, please take it away. Something with rice. <laughs> 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 
Thank you, Judy Bignall. I'm full of the Christmas spirit, I think. Yes, yes. And um, well, you mentioned Christmas stockings, etc. We have a Christmas stocking here. Uh, we have uh, crackers. Uh, and um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pass it down the, the row. And uh, there we go. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Um, so so uh, you guys have the uh, Melania Trump uh, edition. Um, and there we go. <laughs> They're white and terrifying. Um, oh, God. How, do, how are we going to do this? Uh, I think, uh, do we have some spares to give to the audience? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Apparently so. Look at that. All right, so uh, to um, our other audience member there. Oh, oh, I see. So we need one. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Whoa! Fantastic. Oh, you're gonna have There we go. So uh, we're opening our Christmas um, crackers now. Yeah. Oh, it's gone quiet, which is always good for podcasts. So, um, the the um, the Christmas joke that I have in the cracker that I managed to get. This here's here's the question: um, How do you hire a horse? How do you hire a horse? Do you want us to answer? That? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, put bricks under it. Yeah, yeah. Stand in four bricks. There we go. Okay. Go on, Jen. What's your joke? How does Jack Frost get to work? Oh. Oh. On an icicle. On an icicle. Yes. No. No. Oh, that was brilliant. <laughs> no, you're right. It's by. <laughs> I think. I think it's a pun on on bikes though, because it's by icicles. By icicles. Oh. That's a lot oh. more clever than. Oh, you're going to be a peach to play Trivial Pursuit with, aren't you? That's not what it says on the card. That had a capital letter. <laughs> I don't get mine. Oh, go on. <laughs> so, go on. Um, it's a joke. It says joke at the top. <laughs> it's not a fact, then. Why? Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Why did the cow wear a bell? No idea. No. Oh. Because her horn did not work. Yeah, they oh, yeah. A horn is also a musical instrument. And she has horns, being a cow. That's all right, Michelle. Right. Have a mince pie. It is okay. crap, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Not, not only was it mildly obscure, it clearly was not funny at all because yeah. the audience g- gave it the silence it deserved. Yeah. Paul, what's your uh, cracker joke? I think it's not a joke, it's the delivery. As I all right, go on. No pressure, okay. Can you see? What do you get if you cross a fish and two elephants? Fish and two a elephants. Salvador Dali nightmare? Yes! Swimming trunks. Oh! 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 No, I didn't see it. My mum wrote the same thing on a birthday card about five years ago, and I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Well, you right. Swimming trunks. Did I get it right? Oh, Yay! Yeah. 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 Oh, thank you. That's a shout out to Jelly Bignall for a birthday card five years ago. <laughs> and yeah. Daddy, who's clearly missed her calling as a Christmas joke. Well, right, exactly. I think the, the gift oh, yeah. here at Sun Mansion, I think, yeah. oh. I think it's a frog. You have a hobbit frog. A hobbit frog that I'm going to flick and move. Yeah. You could use it as, an, as a figure yeah. on your um, oh, board yes. move on how many of the spaces um, I want. Well, yes, okay, so if anybody wants to buy a game from the merch radiator, yeah. they will get this, which will make theirs a unique addition. To be fair, we, we should acknowledge that um, because... Well done. That's as fine as I was expecting. <laughs> As we said, you have two board games out, BN1 and Zombie N1, and they both, well, at least uh, BN1, any edition of that has the uh, potential to be a unique edition because you're doing something special this Christmas. Yeah, people can have themselves put into Zombie N1, they can cast themselves with their family and friends as heroes, so you yeah. get your own little playing pieces and cards with um, all your vital statistics on What's that? Oh, it's, it's a slippery fish. fish. Yes. Do you want to swap it for my frog? No. You have to find it. What, what is your fortune? Oh, it's changing before our eyes. What's your fortune now, Jen? It's gone between uh, jealousy, oh. <laughs> um, false, and independence. Oh, oh, it's going wait, crazy. wait, wait, wait. It, now it's going. Uh, and that's Yours going to turn on the side. Curling it's side is fickle. fickle. It's now fickle. They just sound like the, the consecutive titles of Pet Shop Boy albums. <laughs> <laughs> I got a yo-yo, which is um, pointless because I can never do a yo-yo. Oh, hello. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, it's gone. To be fair, it's a crappy yo-yo. Like yeah. yeah. Do the people on our, I was going to say panel, do the people on the stage, uh, is this a familiar thing to you? Do, do you spend um, a bit of Christmas opening, um, pulling crackers, yes. reading jokes, but in the, you, that was an emphatic yes. yes. Yeah? Are you, are you quite on the, uh, the traditional family Christmas, oh, yes. uh, complete with um, tantrums and tension? Well, I've stopped mine now, yeah. um, but I am still the youngest yeah. out of my siblings, yeah. so I feel like I'm now passing it on to my nieces, yeah. who have yet to learn uh, what it is to kick up a storm at Christmas. Yeah. I am still the blooming postman that has to get all the presents out from under the tree. I was like, I'm oh. not small enough for this anymore. Me, I like me that. Me too, when I'm 43. I can't complain. But I love it. I love it. I'm yeah. happy to do that. It's, uh, it's all fun and games until you add a, a spaniel into the mix. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was fun for a while. Um, Does the spaniel get really overexcited by the uh, Christmas wrapping paper that's left over? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's really sweet. You know, her present is shredding paper, yeah. um, which is fine. We don't mind that, it's quite endearing. Um, but it also involves shredding anything paper is on. So um, under the tree is just not safe. <laughs> a fire guard around the fire and the tree. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's a bit manic. But yes, definitely crackers at the table yeah. and all of that traditional Christmas stuff. Yeah. What's really fun now, though, is that now that everyone's getting a little bit older, including grandparents, <laughs> Watching the two of them pull crackers and yes. pull them was really sweet. We've had to kind of health and safety the cracker pulling. <laughs> uh, and Jen, you were right on that. You uh, you were saying that uh, the enjoyment of um, Christmas being the Christmas crackers and the jokes and um, being the one sent to 
get the Christmas gifts for everyone else in the family? Well, it's just that my parents are seven, 79 and 85 now, so really it's not, unless my husband does it. Yeah. I, I am probably the only one that's yeah. capable of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Spaniel would be great. <laughs> oh, I'd love a dog. Oh, God, I'd love it. I'm so dog broody, it's ridiculous. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I really I really want a French bulldog, but just... I know, and no. they're not healthy. No, don't get a But they're so cute. They are very cute. My friend, my friend uh, Helen Day um, used, to, used to have one. And she and it was so small. It was sort of smaller than it, when it first arrived. It was smaller than her her ham. So, but it was it, it had the it had the um, it was sort of not aggressive, but it was sort of it was one of those dogs that's like didn't realise its own size. So oh. it'd be like. I, I, I've seen <laughs> blokes at the end of the bar with a similar sort of uh, <laughs> approach to life. <laughs> uh, Janet, as a because uh, we were talking about um, crackers, uh, do, do you do party games? We said I got Trivial Pursuit. Do you do party games at all? Not really. Not. Um, uh, not as a family. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, uh, when when the May Days get together, there are yeah. definitely party games. Yeah. Code names. Code oh, names. Yes. No. Are so it's much. Amazing. It's so great, and it's really, really complicated to explain. And I could sit Excellent. here in front of podcasts on <laughs> and explain how it plays, and it would make no sense. But do you find though it's impossible to make it sound as simple as it actually is? It's so Because simple. as soon as you start playing, it's really instinctive, isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah. but you, I mean, I've tried to explain to people. You just get these blank looks. Like, oh, this is one of your type of games. <laughs> oh, no. well, I, suppose, I, I suppose the fact that we've talked about how simple it is, we, we now need to actually explain. Go on. It is, it's, a, it's, a, it's a word association game with the kind of James Bond theme. And to also, it, isn't it? it's almost like battleships in a way. Yes, yes, oh it is. God, because you, are you describing? You get oh. a plan. You get a plan. Is that the book? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Word association battleships. A grid, a, a five by five grid of words, and then each team is um, trying to guess their words, um, and each quiz master or team master has um, a little map um, of the grid in front of them, and it's made up of blue. <laughs> <laughs> Back to our closed captioning. Do <laughs> Judy's do the expression of the first victim in the film Jaws? <laughs> so anyway, you, you have to guess your words. You, you give one word clue, and the team have to guess which words it relates to. It's 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 more thrilling than it sounds. It, honestly, it? it's, it's so really addictive. There's it, also eighteen yeah. people once in a park. Oh, forever. It's fantastic. <laughs> the thing is, people keep joining you, going, "What's this?" And you go, "Okay, here we go." Again. <laughs> <laughs> one point is like, "What's this?" Looks shit. And then, like two hours later, they're still there. <laughs> <laughs> but there's another game uh, which is um, diffusing a bomb. Keep talking and no one explodes, and you need a computer, but you can play it with people in different rooms. So if you've got yeah. someone who's sick, can't come to the event or whatever, yeah. um, you can go and go, okay, well, you've got the program. You, you're going to be. You're... So it, it, it's basically uh, on, on a computer program. Um, uh, the person is, is saying what's on the computer program. So they're going, oh, okay, right. Uh, uh, there's two, there's three wires. I don't know which one to cut. Uh, and then oh, oh, there's a load of people in another room that have got lots of bits of paperwork. And they're like, oh, okay, this is B5. Uh, this bit of paper for B5. And they'll, someone will grab it and be like, okay, well, this is the... the you, you, it it's sounds like nightmares that you have to... You, like you do admin. get... You get really <laughs> stressed. Yeah, yeah. You get really stressed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's a, like, a, a panel show, Whose Game Is It Anyway? Yeah. We, we try and describe a game. <laughs> there is an improv game that I thought I'd invented, but actually I must have stolen it from a memory of a workshop. Do, do you know what? Actually, uh, we might even do that now, because um, we, we, we were speaking about um, 
uh, about uh, Michelle and I were speaking about um, party games that we could play, which obviously for a podcast is quite difficult. Not charades, for instance, is a bit of a, a difficult thing. Well, yeah. you, you can do word charades, but um, I'm sorry, I haven't a clue. Have, uh, have mastered the market on that. Mm. Uh, but there is a game that I thought well, that I invented, but actually I haven't. I think I stole it from somewhere else, where you can ask people to uh, invent a new party game based on their own initials. I love the fact that at least one, at least one of you is already going. Okay, how can I make this work? And it's, and it's not the improviser. So the, the 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 gag being that you know I I speak to you and sort of ask you to um, pitch to our lovely audience tonight a, a new game, a new party game based on the initials of your own name. So we have a, a game that's going to begin. With, it's going to be titled with a JB. We have a, a, a game that's going to be uh, initialed with a, a PS, and we have a, a, a JW as well. A JR. Sorry, yes. See, I've been misspelling your name all week. You know how if you are notoriously forgetting somebody's name, if I, if I kept on calling you Peter, in, as I came up to um, shake your hand, I'd be going, it's Paul, it's Paul, it's Paul, it's Paul. And as I open my mouth, because I've been saying Paul for the last uh, minute, I'd be going, it can't be Paul, it must be Peter. <laughs> and a similar thing just happened now, because I've been constantly misspelling your name and having to edit in any of our advertising uh, this week, uh, I was going, well, it's, well, it's R, it's R, it's R, it's R. So, W. Uh, uh, Judy, what? I just got what? Completely distracted. I was listening to you instead of thinking of my game. That's good, improv. <laughs> um, what what um, what part of game would you like to pitch to us? Jumping belugas. Oh, good, excellent, Ooh. excellent. What is jumping belugas? No idea. Um, What's a beluga? Yeah, what is a beluga? Is that the fish? Oh, it's the white whale. Oh, oh, like, like, like a caviar sort of thing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. How much of a vegan am I that I went to the food stuff rather than the, the animal? Um, yeah, the, the white whale with the massive bulbous nose that's yeah. on the ice. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. You can really take off. Um. Is it game for more than four players? As many as you wish. Yeah, yeah. Malugas mm. implies more than two. Yeah. Um. <laughs> At least more than one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Maths and words are not playing to my strength today. Um, a a yes. tissue of belugas. Um, yes. Oh, God. We've come full circle with yeah. craziness. Okay, so jumping belugas. Um, now, it's either going to be something I haven't quite decided yet. Yeah. So I'm going to pitch you through. It's either going to be with a board yeah. um, where every time you kind of move on, you've got this like um, bean bag, which is a beluga. And it kind of like flops its way around the board, and wherever the nose reaches, yes. you can use that as your, your point to move on. Yeah, yeah. you'll appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, that makes sense. yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. yeah. Stop this down. yeah. yeah. Come right. Yeah. Um, I just like to point. I just like to point out that this is the second podcast that Julie's been into, uh, been at where as a guest, where at some point she's had to she's had to raise her hand and say the words copyright, copyright. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see Andrew pen to paper, and I'm like, no, 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 stop it. It's mine. Um, right. So that's option number one. Yeah. Um, option number two is kind of like fun for all the family. Yeah. Um, and it involves more like throwing yourself around the room. And I'd recommend no one under two yeah. and no. no one over 85. That makes sense. I think yeah. the 84-year-olds are completely still game. You know, they can yeah. throw themselves onto sofas. They've got enough problem with pulling crackers. So. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they need to have a lie down and then why not launch themselves into a lying down? Yeah. So I haven't quite decided <laughs> whether it's going to be people throwing themselves across furniture yeah. and like flopping happily on their stomachs or... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Paul, what, uh, as an expert in games, <laughs> what, what game would you like to pitch to us? Shamefully, this one came to me almost immediately. Um, <laughs> Rub it in. <laughs> That's the first rule of the game. Um, yes. Uh, well, um, 
this this game is called Pale of Shrift. Um, the idea <laughs> being um, that you fill up a, a, a bucket with. Well, this was this was. <laughs> it was going to be called Pale of Sick but I thought it probably wouldn't capture the family market quite well <laughs> so the idea was at the end of the party you'd gather up all the, the liquid debris um, you know oh. the, 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 un, the undrunk drinks yes if you like the vomit you know yeah. whatever you can find oh. put it into a bucket and then you line the top of the bucket with a network of Rizzler papers okay? <laughs> and in the middle of the Rizzler papers you place a coin and then players take it in turns to with a lighter cigarette to burn a hole yeah. in the Rizzlers yeah. and then of course you get this kind of organic kind of you know um uh, outpouring of, yes. of, of of decay and it goes on like that it's a little bit like game, you know the game when you um, have to fill in boxes on a grid and you have to yeah you know but you see most games are related in terms of their mechanics you know you can you can you can trail a, an ancestry scarfing scarf exactly yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, the point is you don't want to be the ones who uh, dislodge the point position no, no. In, you're the one who has to reach in and pick it out oh, I see you're going to say drink, drink it, it. Like, yeah no, dirty point no 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 that, that, that would be the expansion mm. yeah I was oh. yeah you get, you get a tumbler with it I, I, <laughs> I was so thinking that's my, that's my different party game fantastic I was thinking for the expansion pack um, <laughs> somebody could employ centrifugal force and uh, whip the buckets around oh. and around <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you could do that one the yeah. secondary market for Pale of Shrift is, yeah. is, is endless yeah, particularly so as I misheard you and thought you said Pale of Shrimp <laughs> Oh, that would be, be the non-vegan edition. That's a dive into the into the flesh to regain their shilling. So anyway, um, so Christmas at, at, at my family's house this year was going to be a blast. So. Blasted all over. <laughs> yeah. Finished a drink and you'd be like, that looks good. Right? Yeah, that's going in. Uh, uh, Jen. Um... Uh, well, the, the, this, in, this is in the uh, style of those sort of 19, late 1980s, early 90s kids TV programs where there's lots of uh, what's it called gunk? fun house like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 so you'd have to set your, your living room up on some kind of grid um, thing um, and rolling everybody it's called jelly rascals everybody will fill their pockets with jelly um, and you'll chase each other around the grid with uh, with um, uh, casting casting dice yeah, uh, and if you if you land on the same on the same grid, you're allowed to steal each other's jelly. Oh, oh I love that. I I, I didn't um, actually include you in in the question, Michelle. But do, do you have a game? I've been happily listening. Yeah. haven't haven't got a game. It no. depends what surname I'm using. It does, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> you get more words if you use both. Although then you're called mad. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, no, uh, um, I, no, I don't have one set up, no. nothing's going to beat Jelly Rascals, mm. Jelly Shoes, Jelly Bucket, yeah. you could, you could merch the whole outfit. What, what do we think then, audience? <gasps> um, I'm, I'm going to, uh, for the benefit of our closed captioning, I'm going to, so here's our uh, applause, Amateur, uh, and, uh, uh Judy, can you remind us of the name you of can't your? Even remember. Okay. I, I can't remember. Jumping belugas. Jumping belugas. Do we have an applause for jumping belugas? <laughs> That's pretty strong. That's quite good. I mean, we can't really see the audience. We can only hear them. Um, but clearly, some of them are going to do give us a certain amount of applause for each one because they're going to be kind. But what I liked about that is um, I did in my blindness. I did spot somebody who's going. I will not clap for that particular. <laughs> 
and get their hand firmly on their lap. To be fair, I talk about 84-year-olds jumping from sofa to sofa. <laughs> I do not blame you if you didn't. Well, yeah, that's what we're saying. <laughs> but, but, but also, to, to, to reuse an old joke, is that 84-year-olds jumping from sofa to sofa, or is it 84-year-olds jumping from sofa to sofa? That's terrifying. Which is the messier? Um, uh, we also had, <laughs> we had we had a pail, we had a pail of not sick or shrimp, shrift. but shrift a pail of shrift from Paul Stapleton. What's the applause for that? Oh. 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 My heart jumped out. There's no one going to clap my idea. <laughs> 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 we had uh, from Jenny Rowe. We had Jelly Rascals. Jelly Rascals, of course we did. It would appear that Jelly Rascals is the winner. Oh. And uh, if we can get you to sort of uh, collaborate with Bedsit Games, okay, uh, cool. we can see that on the shelves uh, 2019. <laughs> I, 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 do, I do feel bad because I do actually do a show called Pitch That Show where we do, we do this. But oh, really? Oh, shows, really? So. Oh. so you know that Jelly is a winner. But it was a good so, idea. So she generally. stole from Andrew. No, I don't <laughs> So you actually have an entire hour based on that exercise? Well, we, we do have a little get-out where uh, we don't actually say at the front that we are going to be doing it for an hour. Yeah. Because just in case we get something like ZX. Yeah. Mind you, mind you then you're doing ZX Spectrum. Yeah. 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 But, um, Which was very successful <laughs> the first time. I got it. Yes. Happy yeah. Saviour or yeah. something. Um, but yeah, you, yeah, three people will... Um, uh, pitch a show based on people's initials from the audience and then yeah. and then do a show which sometimes you're like oh god that one and of course it's always the one that is the most ridiculous Yeah. because the audience is like hey I want to see that what are you doing with that yeah. does um, in improv does um, the ridiculous idea the ridiculous prompt always automatically lead to a better show or can some often oh god, the no. banal prompt no, yeah, the, uh, the ridiculous prompts are a pain in the arse. Yeah. Uh, no, the, 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 or when we ask for stuff, often we'll sort of go, honestly, just give us something that you think is boring because yeah. it won't be boring to us. We can, yeah. we, we'll find the jokes in it, yeah. but don't, because otherwise you've already found. You've already found the jokes in it. Yeah, it's um, something I was going to say with um, Judy when you were talking about uh, news and uh, getting ideas from news, and it's something that um, I've heard described as um, explosion in a clown factory, which basically means if the news event is that there's been an explosion in a clown factory, all your jokes are done for you already. Mm. There's, mm. Not, there's not much you can do with that. Yeah. 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 Um, you've, um, to bring it, uh, keep it in a seasonal uh, vibe, you, Jen, have done um, uh, Panto. As an actor, I have yeah. Um, how's that been? Oh, it was really good fun. Yeah, it was. Uh, just, I'm trying to think. Was it Sleeping Beauty? I think it was Sleeping Beauty. What's <laughs> <laughs> the one with the, the spinning wheel? That's Sleeping yes. Beauty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at the when it was um, the Emporium before yes. it was 88 London Road. Yes. Um, now demised. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I got cast as the baddie, and I never expected to be. I always think I'm kind of like hello in the bumsy one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's like hello, I'm going to be really nasty to you now. <laughs> it was I'm lovely because it was. Uh, I got to play. Uh, oh, Boogaloo Stew did our wigs. Oh, yes. Oh. So they were all like really weird. I had a kind of like purple tube of a wig that <gasps> I had to constantly keep um, hairspraying because it would sort of fall sideways or, um, <laughs> after a few days of, uh, of, of being under the lights. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, it, what was lovely about it was that you, I like kids. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't want one. Yeah, uh, thanks very much. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I get on with them okay. Uh, um, but but I've not been around kids that much. Yeah. 
and then um, and then I'm sort of like coming on and being like <laughs> and all that kind of stuff and uh, and uh, like I came out once and there was a, a big sort of um, explosion of, of smoke yeah and the child in the front row just went ah! oh! I had to be escorted out and oh. I was and I, and I was both uh, you know you're, you're sort of in two you've got two things going on you've yeah. got one going oh god I'm sorry I made you cry and the other is like oh yes <laughs> Were you um, ever recognised in the streets? No, I I think I don't know what it is, but I often I don't tend to get recognised. Like even I, I did George's Marvelous Medicine. I played Granny, yeah, um, like last year or the year before. And it, I don't I don't know why, my, but but I just don't get recognised. No. <laughs> I don't know whether it's the makeup or whatever. But um, other people come out and be like, hey, <laughs> and I just walk out and go and get a drink. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, part of me is like. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's quite. Maybe, maybe that I'm just not very talented, and nobody wants to come. Oh. And oh. yeah, <laughs> maybe you've got like a Clark Kent thing going on. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, occasionally I, I am one of the tour guys on the Brighton Ghost Walk of the Lanes, and that will be the Lanes, not North Lane. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I remember one time I was walking outside Wake Shows, and there was a, a, a couple walking in front of me, deciding. What, uh, and naming each other as well um, deciding uh, Maureen what should we do tonight Maureen and one of them said oh well, we should go on the ghost walk David and so they were provided with their names and I was in my civvies there was no way they were going to recognise <laughs> in my civvies come on um, <laughs> and unfortunately because I have an offensively bad memory for names and indeed faces I couldn't exploit it to my advantage oh. uh, Judy have you done panto or, or nativity uh. Doing a panto every day now till the end yeah. of December. You sound like somebody who's doing a panto every day every from day now until December. December. Yes, <laughs> it's, uh, it's TIE. Yes, uh, so which is for theatre in education. Yeah. Um, so it's it's touring all around the south. Yeah, uh, doing many different shows. We've got a few other shows left, but we're getting into that season now where we're doing two pantos a day. So a panto, a wow. panto for schools, but specifically for theatre in education. Does that mean that your panto has a, a message? No. The and message uh, being, don't do panto every day yeah. until. It's oh, it's grueling. It's I mean, it's it's fun because it's panto, but oh my god, it's grueling because yeah. it's panto. And also, you don't know if you're going to have a hundred four-year-olds, a hundred eleven-year-olds, or a hundred four to eleven-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, which really changes things. Also, it's it's Cinderella, which is like the one panto I've done three times. Yeah. So I'm, I really wish I could do another panto. Yeah. But just I, do it. Just, just, just do, do it. another one. Just yeah. <laughs> like, what show are we doing today? Snow White. Just mix it up. <laughs> Cinder Titus. Yeah, it's it is exhausting. Um, hence the uh, <laughs> the sore throat. And yeah, the, uh, yeah. The deep voice, but it's fine because I'm playing all the men. So um, I'm. Is that is that because of the deep uh, voice? No, I the... think it wasn't because of, but it's yeah. definitely earned its place yeah. now. So um, four different accents, four different costumes. I do play fairy godmother though, so I'm I still have to be girly, and then I come yeah. on as buttons, and I'm all northern and north grey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so panto, I, I yes, I do panto. <laughs> Paul, Paul uh, have you had any experience of a panto, either as a, as a participant or as a audience member? I haven't been to a pantomime since I was about 12. I'm going to one, though, with my niece and nephews, yeah. which will be entertaining because, yeah, the youngest is three, so that's going to be... I'm going to get to really concentrate on that one. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's just after Christmas. My mum treated me and the children treated themselves to an afternoon. <laughs> <on>. um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know what the pantomime is. It's yeah. in my head. Um, there won't be any big names. 
That's, that's one hell of a commute for a... Yeah. I'm, I'm going up there for Christmas. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> in my head. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be there in five hours. Is there, is there not a, uh, a possibility of a board game, a pantomime board game? I won't even copyright that, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it wasn't your idea. <laughs> yeah. That's what she knows, she comes in. <laughs> I, do, I, I, I do find it hard not to think about any given theme, or even like watching a film or playing a computer game or anything, you're like thinking, man, I'm going to make a ball go like that. <laughs> so yeah, I've got, I've got like this notebook of all these half-baked, half-finished ideas. Yeah. That one's going in there, so but thank you. Podcast, board game. Board game, the board game. Exactly. Yeah. How niche can you go? <laughs> You talk about your uh, your panto, your upcoming panto, having uh, not necessarily big names. Uh, I was saw a poster for uh, a page of posters, uh, like a industry sort of thing, of uh, about eighteen different pantos, and I didn't recognise any of the guests' names. Um, and I and I don't mean that to be disparaging of going because uh, presumably at least half those names are from. Um, uh, what, uh, reality shows and talent shows or uh, CBBs but it, it means that I must be significantly out of touch because at least in the 70s and 80s there was you know Sid James would open up a, a, a panto or whatever there would be like a name that was you know well, fame's more fleeting now, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I had a similar thing where I, I picked up a free copy of The Enemy a few weeks ago. I did very little brand recognition I had from front to back. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I suppose a similar thing. I think as you're, you know, when you're younger, you've got more time to... Um, to, you know, to, to, to kind of get really into the nitty-gritty of, of, of things that you're into. But um, if you, especially if you start taking an active role in stuff, you spend more time doing and less time... Um, I don't know, consuming. Consuming yeah. or, 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 or sort of, you know, digesting. And, um, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's a similar kind of thing. I mean, um, go, go, uh, ball games are a little different. You have to play as many as you can, really, to, you know, yeah. to, to, to nick ideas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the important part of it. But, yeah, I mean, um, although, actually, the one in my head, it, it, it'll be really nice. It'll, it'll be a local uh, production. And you, you presumably are, a, you know, you love other board games and you you may well have picked up old board games from charity shops and stuff. Is there a obscure or genuinely fucking insane board game that you're, you're quite fond of? Well, um, there's, there's, there's loads. I, what I, I think I'd, what I'd rather tell you, the board games I'm actually trying to get hold of. Yeah. Uh, the first one is the first edition of Donald Trump, the board game. Oh, yeah. um, which um, the tagline is, you either lose or you win, if you win. So it's like nonsensical. <laughs> um, yeah, it bombed. Actually, um, there's a copy of the Donald Trump board game in the, um, in the, in the, there's in, I think it's in Sweden, there's a Museum of Failure, um, and there's a copy of Donald oh, yes, Trump's yes. game um, in the Museum of Failure. Um, so yeah, I'm after that. I'm also after, which I will probably never ever find, um, it, going back to the theme of Monopoly, it's a, it's a game called The Landlord's Game. Um, it, was, it was created in 1903. It was ripped off from that. Um, but, uh, oh, there, there was a woman, I can't remember her name now, um, she was a social activist, and um, she was um, an advocate of, of land tax. Yeah. And property tax. So she made a game called the Landlord's Game, which was designed to be. It was. It was. Um. It was an, uh, if you like, an open source game. Um. Insofar as it wasn't sold, people made their own versions of it. And yeah. People could distribute it freely. And um, her idea was that she wanted to teach children about the evils of 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 property uh, mm. grabbing and, yeah. and and the system of of, of owning land. And um, she 
um, she was old. She was she was an older lady at the time. But um, when she was getting older, um, a businessman picked up on the game, um, did a bit of research on it, and discovered there were no patents on it because of its nature. Mm. Yeah. So he filed a patent and then sold it to the Parker Brothers, who then flipped it on its head and made it all about acquiring property and and wealth. So um, it was a, a, a subversion on the original idea of it. So that's Amazing. a game that I really want to get hold of because yeah. I want to see. You know, a, a really early example of of social activism, activism in gaming, because mm. there's a lot more of that now. But that was yeah. obviously, um, yeah. So that that and Donald Trump actually, they're two complete opposite ends of, yeah. the, of, the, yeah. of the ethical spectrum. Yes. I, I would yeah. like to get hold of those. But yeah, there's so many ridiculous games, especially now. I mean, uh, um, the, I, I played a game recently called Patchwork, which is a game where you have to thread a quilt. Um, it's kind of it's kind of it, it almost plays like Tetris. It's really really good. <laughs> Amazing. All these crazy, sort of really boring ideas for a game that, that make really great pastimes. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I, I'm very fond of the idea um, of, if I was more of a collector of that sort of thing, of the board games that are based on a sitcom that only lasted one oh, season. There's, or... there's loads of those. I mean, in the 70s, you can get like on the buses, Dad's Army, um, yeah, most, most uh, porridge, most, yeah. most sitcoms. Um, had a board game. Is really Porridge weird. essentially Prison Break? Probably. Yeah. It's probably yeah. Escape from Coldest, but yeah, yeah. with different places <laughs> on the board. And then, of course, like you had Neighbours Home and Away, EastEnders. Oh, we had the um, Neighbours one. Did yeah. you? Yeah. And I remember, I used to be really into Games Workshop. I'm still am to a degree. Mm. So um, I remember one Christmas I really wanted, like, I don't know, like a Space Marine Army or something. And my mum got me Neighbours the board game because she knew I like games. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can you remember how to play it? Because I had it. I can't remember how to play it. No, I remember it had a little card. I'm not sure I ever did it. I mean, it looks shit. Uh, no. I, think I'd be, I think I may have reused the board for one of my own sort of handmade projects. Um, so, yeah, there's loads of those. But um, what I'm also trying to catch is the old MB collection of arcade game board games that they yeah. did at the beginning of the 80s. Oh, yes. they're, they're kind of a nice thing yeah. to bit of space. They take up sort of room. They do. Uh, Judy, how do you spend your Christmas basically? What sort of films do you watch? What sort of, what do you need to happen on Christmas Day to make it? <laughs> oh, uh, well, I, I actually don't have an OCD Christmas. That's your next Christmas <laughs> song, an OCD, OCD Christmas. Christmas. Oh no, I've just completely got that to the tune of Lonely This Christmas. Damn, write it down. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I like my traditions on Christmas, but they don't have to happen like in a kind of um, yeah. <laughs> die kind of way. Um, I will always spend Christmas Eve at my mum's. No matter how old I am, mum, I shall be spending Christmas Eve at my uh, And there will always be um, an argument about when Santa has arrived. And, uh, because uh, a certain Santa is um, younger, I believe, than the uh, other Santa. Uh, sometimes he doesn't turn up until he goes into my mum's room at 6am. Some um, of you may be confused by the concept of multiple <laughs> Santas. Uh, there is only one true Santa. Um, that's the of end of course, that message. there is only one. But um, we pretend in my yeah. house. Yeah. Um, so uh, I will always open Christmas presents on my mum's bed yeah. uh, with her and now the dog. Uh, she loves it. Um, and then it's kind of a family day and uh, it will be all about preparing the meal yep. it will be all about the youngest does the washing up hmm. um, <laughs> short straw there um, so yeah it's it's that unless I decide to kind of fight the sexism card and go but I'm a girl like you're just putting it on me because I'm a girl but I don't yeah. Uh, yeah so it's family day and then uh, presents will not be until after lunch and after coffee and there's always one what? person that wants a coffee 
so it's like um, wow. that's in the afternoon and then we kind of do and then board games of course yeah. we will play Articulate and I will win yeah. <laughs> and I'm very happy about that <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great that has that's to happen Christmas, uh. Paul is there, is there anything working down the line is there anything that you you've, uh, you said games that you've wanted since you were a boy or whatever or what makes the Christmas for you what will have to happen to be honest I'm going to be in stasis until the Doctor Who special as I, I every see. year yes. um, I will yes. shut down as many neural functions as I can until 6pm yeah. Yeah. and then afterwards I shall go online and check the forums yeah indeed <laughs> argue with strangers <laughs> it's been brilliant since 2005 that's been my Christmas yeah. you and I I assume are of a similar age it's uh, and I'm as we've discussed we're in a Doctor Who jumper it's something very bizarre that that show that was derided and ignored when we were kids is now one of the main hooks on a Christmas day for BBC. Well, I remember um, in uh, 2005, the year it came back, me and my sister were discussing the second episode of... Is anybody here not into Doctor Who? This is going to be really tedious. There's going to be. We were discussing um, the Doctor's Dance, you know, the gas mask, yes. Are You My Mummy mm. Story. We were discussing the second episode and two separate people yelled over to us, no, I haven't seen it yet. And like, as somebody who, who lived through the wilderness years, yeah. you know, like mm. the 80s and 90s, it was really strange that, that the general public were taking interests in the show to the extent that they didn't want to know what happened next, yeah. um, rather than just like, pelting us with sugar cubes and yeah. saying, fuck off and get alive. <laughs> yeah. As was, you know, yeah. my yeah. mother could be very cruel. <laughs> but, yeah, and it is strange. I mean, and it's, it's, I love it though. I, I love the fact that my niece and nephew, who are five and seven respectively, are really, really, really into it. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. to the extent that I mean, um, she, uh, my my niece who's five, she watches William Hartnell clips on YouTube, wow. and she really, she's very excited about the Doctor becoming a woman. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. as is anybody who's of the right, you know, their right mind. <laughs> That's yeah. The, yeah. the forums are going to be on fire after the Christmas special regeneration. But yes. um, and, and it's it's really lovely that they're into a show which is um, inclusive. Um, mm. You know uh, about. Um, finding a way to deal with things other than violence. You know, yeah. I, there's a lot of positive things I think we can take yeah. from something like Doctor Who. Um, and uh, yeah, but like you say, it's really strange. Um, yeah, nobody was going to be yeah. sort of um, uh, saying, please don't say anything. We've not seen it about the first two minutes of um, the Leisure Hire, for instance. Well, no, exactly. Or, or yeah. Or, no one. No. No, no, exactly, because they didn't care. Yeah. And rightly so. <laughs> The Leisure Hive, of course, be the first few moments being set in Brighton. That really um, long sweep across me, it was almost two minute pan, Yeah, isn't it? so it literally filled out the really uh, screening time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the Leisure Hive should be mentioned in the next incarnation of BM1. I can't believe I never thought of that. Never mind. Uh, so, Jen, what? <laughs> uh, is there something that you've been wanting for Christmas for the past uh, yes. X number of years? I've wanted for Christmas. Or how Christmas. do you want to spend, how do you like to spend your Christmas? Uh, the, the only thing I want for Christmas is a shitload more time. Sung to the tune of Mariah Carey. A shitload more time. It's that self-employed thing of going, I just take all the work. And yeah. then going, can I have a break now? Yeah. Um, Last but, year there yeah. was an agents who um, responded to any emails requesting representation on December the 25th she responded with a very harsh uh, email going oh fucking grog get a life and deleted the emails which I thought was a little bit harsh well I think I think the thing is people don't assume that you're going to answer emails on but it is a day that is free, and sometimes it is your only day that's yeah. free, especially if you're in Canto or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in terms of uh, what happens each year, oh God, it's a bit boring. But it's—I mean, I—I I love 
going for the like the afternoon walk. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which that often happens nice. before Christmas presents. And there's um getting uh, run over by all the children yeah. on the wooden <laughs> and tractors. Well, no, luckily we we, we live, uh, my parents live at the end of a of a uh, of a street and there's just um uh, sort of disused, sounds awful, disused gravel pits, which have become a nature, it's become a nature reserve. Uh, now. That's so, what the leisure hive was said. Walking across there. And but there's, the um, there's, a, 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 there's a lovely modern toss Christmas card, uh, which uh, has a picture of a group of people standing by the door in their, in their clothes, in their, um, in their walking clothes, uh, and, uh, and a bloke just sitting with his Christmas hat in front of the television, and they're just going, uh, are you coming for a walk, Dad? And he's going, no, fuck off. <laughs> and that's really yeah. much and that's uh, in all sincerity that's what makes Christmas for you that's yeah all. absolutely we, we leave my dad in front of the television yeah. while we go for a walk beautiful yeah. excellent and we, we've got mince pies here we literally have three vegan mince pies and regular mince pies and a satsuma look at that yeah yeah a plate of somewhat vegan mince pies and a satsuma maybe shall I hand out the mince pies <laughs> yeah yeah do we have any vegans in the house yes I get three okay <laughs> Merry Christmas <laughs> uh, Judy uh, wh- when can we next see you on stage what's coming up uh, for the Fantasticals or well, indeed for, for yourself I'm doing Cinderella yeah uh, <laughs> Fantasticals I believe oh it's in debate but actually um, we're looking at February. Yeah. Um, we may be playing the Comedia again in February. Yeah. Uh, we will also be featured in the Cluck, which is a local um, kind of collaboration, if you like. Yes. Um, so uh, that will also be early February. And then you're looking at International Women's Week, when we yes. will most certainly be back doing some kick-ass women things. Um, so not for a couple of months, folks. But we'll, we'll find you on Twitter and Facebook, etc. Yeah. On Facebook, we now have an Instagram account, fantastic, um, which has some very sneaky shots and videos that some of us didn't know were being taken. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, you'll find all sorts on there. Uh, <laughs> and Paul, you're 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 selling uh, BN1 and Zombie N1. I'll carry on talking until you've cleared I'll your dump. mouth of mince pie. <laughs> Uh, and we, we we actually can find you. you you're at Christmas fairs, etc. I am. Yeah, I I forget um, which ones I'm at. I um I, I think I'm at the open market on Sunday, which yeah. is always nice in the middle of December. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's cold, but it's festive. Yeah. Um, well, it wasn't last week. It, oh. was, it was cold and miserable. <coughs> um, and I'm at the Bright Helm on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and then I've got a few. Um, yeah, I've got a few school ones. Uh, but honestly, unless I have the, the, the piece of paper in front of sure. me, like, God knows, um, your guess is as good as mine. But again, we'll find you on Twitter on Bedsit Games. Yes, of course. And uh, um, you, as you'll see, it really hits you between the eyes. My yes. uh, little display over there on the radiator. Yeah. I have games with me. I can take car payments. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to feel the, the weight of optimism, have a, have a go on my rucksack. <laughs> so, <laughs> like about um, so yeah, um, I'm, I'm having it about anyway. So um, In phrases really that can be edited for the end of credits that will sound oh, great out of context. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I go with the weight of my rack sack. <laughs> I was so going to say that. So I'm so I was sorry. immediately going, that's mine that. for later. Yeah, let's see how we're going to present it. So we'll yeah. edit out my, my stealing the thunder response. And then, um, and, and Jen, uh, when can we next see you or the Maydays or both? Oh, uh, the Maydays um, in Brighton, uh, Comedia, the first Friday, I think the first Friday of every month. 
Um, well, that's with a particular show, isn't it? That's with uh, either Tonight's Top Story or Confessions. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Once a Month in London, which you can see live for free mm. on the Nursery Theatre podcast. Uh, podcast, not podcast, live cast. Um, oh, 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 they've got images, have they? Oh, they've got images. Which is Happily Never After, which is our Tim Burton musical yeah. type show. Um, and also, I'm writing a show for Hopefully for Hope. Yes, we hear about this. And this is an exercise in finally um, smashing your procrastination on the yeah, head yeah six years of procrastination yeah. so this is about uh, a science fiction a female science fiction writer called James Tiptree she was called Alice Sheldon, Sheldon but um, she wrote under the pseudonym of James Tiptree Jr and she wrote some really amazing short stories and you've um, clearly had I'm just doing my deductive thing here you've clearly had a fascination with her for some while because Tiptree is um, your Twitter name it's ah well you see I am from Tiptree where the jam comes from where the jam comes from yeah and the reason she <laughs> 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 yeah um, uh, which is uh, a small-ish town in Essex yeah, um, yeah. and uh, she wrote she wrote under the pseudonym James Tipchy Jr. because she and her husband were walking down the she's American yeah. uh, was she shot herself in the head in 87 um, oh. but and her husband um, oh. <laughs> not in that order not in that order no the other way um, but she, that story suddenly went very dark very quickly happy <laughs> Christmas like, um, and she uh, yeah she, she was they were in the imported foods aisle, food aisle in uh, in giant stores in America and she was like oh what should I call myself James and he was like tip tree and just found a marmalade jar how oh, fascinating uh, and so yeah I, the only reason I know she exists is well I've always like short stories science yeah. fiction short stories but um, the only reason I knew, know she exists is because you know you occasionally in your life you google your hometown yeah. mm. for some reason or other and, and that comes up yeah indeed mm. well whatever <laughs> you have written in whichever time you have it written that will be in March 2018 yes. as part of the Hove Grown Festival the festival of new writing uh, and that term new writing being a very uh, blanket umbrella phrase can a blanket also be an umbrella yes it can yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we will see that <laughs> and we will see that um, in whatever form a work in progress in March 2018 Dumb. that's your challenge for you <laughs> at the end of this podcast so uh, I think I've um, asked you all now about the upcoming events and stuff you know that's all good good so this has been the Cast Iron Theatre Podcast live Christmas special thank you to our guests Judy Bignall Paul Stapleton and Jenny Rowe thank you all <laughs> Presented by Andrew Allen. And edited by Michelle Donkey. Music is Chapstick by Everett Armand. Find us on Twitter, cast underscore iron acts. On Facebook, ironclad cast iron, or one word. Our website is castironbrighton.weebly.com. Subscribe to us and rate us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Thanks for listening. And if you want to feel the, the weight of optimism, have a, have a go on my rucksack. <laughs> <laughs>